0: Hi, and welcome to the Greenwood Tiffany podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Page. And in this show, we'll explore topics of sustainable living, all aspects of health and wellness of people and planet, and how we're all interconnected. Join us on this journey to live better and more sustainably by improving our health, our families, and the world with the choices that we make. Hi, and welcome to the Greenwood Tiffany Choose to Care podcast. Happy Earth Month, y'all. It's April. Happy Spring. Earth Day is coming up. And I thought it would be a great time to talk about some of the things that you could do for the month to protect and conserve with Mama Earth and also what's to come on the Greenwood Tiffany podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Page. And, you know, I was writing an article for OHI Magazine and It was about the Ojai Community Farmers Market, which is a great topic to talk about because food is so important, such a big part of Earth Day and Earth and preserving the soil and regenerating the soil and regenerative farming. And so in the article, uh, of course, I talked a little bit about Earth Day and its origins. But what I didn't know until I did some research is the actual origins of Earth Day. So I just wanted to take a second and tell you a little bit about it. So Earth Day was inspired after a massive oil spill on the shores of Santa Barbara, California. And this was in February of 1969. And the Clean Air Act of 1970 followed that along with the Clean Water Act and the Endangered Species Act. So Earth Day became a celebration in 1970. And that was in the United States when Senator Gaylord Nelson from Wisconsin organized a national demonstration to raise awareness about environmental issues. And then Earth Day was born. But it really was started in California with what had happened. And so by the end of that year, 1970, the US government had created the Environmental Protection Agency. So now we are 53 years in, it's 53 years later, according to Earthday.org. Earth Day is the largest secular holiday in the world. It engages more than a billion people every year with its annual celebration, and it draws attention, of course, to the environment and it helps promote conservation and sustainability. So it is Earth Month, and that one day has now been created. Some people do Earth Week. I like to do Earth Month, and you can do a lot in a month. And so Yeah, I think it's a great time to celebrate. And so you definitely want to get out there and celebrate the earth with doing something fun. But what are some little changes that you could maybe make or something that you can do that's easy? You know, it's not about being perfect. I I hear uh, Habits of Waste is a nonprofit that I really uh, like. And I've interviewed the executive director, uh, Sheila Moravati. And They use the imperfect environmentalist. I think a lot of environmental places are using that term because it's hard to do everything all at once perfectly. It's still hard and I've been doing it a long time and there's still things that come into play. So it's not about being perfect. It's about being the imperfect environmentalist and doing baby steps starting in one area and expanding. And so this is a way to invest in our planet and conservation is obviously a big part of Earth Day and Earth Month. And it really is about every single action that that helps. So you're highlighting that every individual effort really has a place in this bigger picture. And so you might not think that you, just one person, makes that big of a difference if they're reusing their bags or using one less plastic water bottle. But you really are because it's our voices that make a difference. I... Have seen so much change over the years. It's still small in the sense of what we really need to see accomplished. And you always think that the companies that are out there do much more polluting and need to do much more. And they do. But if we're asking them to do something different, because that's when we'll support you, then they want to do that. And so, you know, something as simple as straws, right? That was a big deal. You just automatically get a straw in your drink, Nobody ever asked you. You try to give it back. They wouldn't take it back now. Straws are upon request at many places. If they put them on the table, you can hand them back to them. You weren't able to do that before. So I know those are little things, but they're really a big deal. You know, sometimes I would go and buy a coffee. And if they didn't have a reusable actual dishware that I could have my coffee in, if you take a to-go cup, I would always ask for no lid. I never use the lid anyway. And they would either just automatically put the lid on or look le- look at me like I was crazy or then tell me that they had to put the lid on. It's required by law. And then during COVID, that also was in place. And of course, many things went to, to go where that are disposable just for safety purposes. But now if I go and I have a coffee and I ask for no lid, I actually get it with no lid. Like it's not such a crazy thought anymore. And I know that these are such little baby steps, but they do make a difference and I see the difference in it. And now of course I have coffee at home, which is a a great tip, making coffee at home because many times if you are using real milk, it's not organic. And if you are using a plant-based milk, many of them have a lot of seed oils in them that are not good for you and a lot of emulsifiers and it's not great. So I have my coffee at home and so I have a healthier coffee. So that's just one little thing that you could switch out, but there are many and earth day is April 22nd. And usually if it falls during the week, people celebrate with either whatever the festivities are, the events that happen over the weekend. But this year it's actually on Saturday, April 22nd. So you can celebrate earth day on its actual day. And many people focus on different things. So it could be on pollution. It could be on, you know, deforestation, you name it. You can just choose a topic that you'd like to focus on, but I thought I'd give some ideas. I mean, plastic pollution is obviously a really big one. It's a big one for me. And to try and break through the single use habit, you know, really can have a huge impact because our plastic consumption has really gone crazy I don't know if it's because of COVID and everybody using disposables because they thought it was more sanitary and safe, but the plastic consumption is on course to nearly double by 2050. I just can't even imagine using more plastic and more than 170 trillion microplastics are floating in the world's oceans. That's just what we know about floating on top or close to the surface. And so that's just not sustainable. There's just, I don't know what's going to happen if we keep going at the rate we're going. And even there's a new shell oil plastic plant that opened outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it already has multiple violations. And they're creating those little pellets, little nurdles. And, you know, we use plastic for a lot of things, but we use so much plastic in just a single use. So I feel like I always talk about the simple things like not using the disposable water bottles or disposable plastic bags or utensils, the things we use for a very short time, but they have such an impact. If all of us just even used a little less, it would make such a big difference. You know, I still see these pallets of water bottles wrapped in plastic going out, these eight ounce bottles that people are buying for their home. And it's just an easy way to make a change if you can use a filter on your water or if you could have a delivery of water and have those five gallon bottles delivered to your house. Yes, they are in plastic, but they are reusable plastic. Some people don't like to drink out of plastic, so you wouldn't be using those reusable plastic or those disposable plastic water bottles anyway, but they do, some companies do deliver in glass. It's just, I think a pretty easy way to make a shift to use reusable, deliverable water or water from your tap that's filtered with a good filter and then in a reusable water bottle. The bags, plastic bags. And again, with COVID, many times you weren't able to bring your reusable bags to the grocery store, but that is back in place. And so what I ended up with, I ended up with quite a few paper bags because I couldn't bring my reusable bags. Sometimes I would you know, take my cart out to the car, but many times I had more groceries than that was easy to do. So- I now have a lot of those paper bags and I just reuse those. I bring those in and I reuse those. So these are just simple little things to do. And I know we forget sometimes, but once we make a habit of it, it's a little bit easier once you get in the, in the groove of it, you know, it's just that the plastic, depending on what it is, it can take anywhere from 20 to 500 years to decompose. I mean, let's think about that. That's That's like all the plastic we've ever created is still around. It's insane. And so much of it really doesn't get recycled. And then bulk filling was also something that was really great. You know, you could go and get your grains or your nuts. And a lot of that was taken out of the grocery stores during COVID. Unfortunately, I do see it some places. Some have brought it back, but I don't know how much of that has been brought back. But that was a really great way to, to, um, cut back on packaging. And so now there's a lot of refill stores that come, you come with your jars or they have bags there that you just fill up and very low impact packaging. So you can see if any of those have popped up in your neighborhood because more and more have been coming out. And composting or bringing your food scraps to a farmer's market is something that you can do. Food waste is such a big deal. And now in California, We're able to dispose of our food scraps in the green bin, which is great. Um, But if you live in a place that you're not able to do that, of course, you can compost for your own backyard. But there are places like farmer's markets, some of them will take your compost or maybe a community garden, either in your neighborhood or at a school. uh, Maybe you can bring your compost there. And it's really easy to support companies that truly care about the environment and that aren't greenwashing. I mean, the greenwashing is a thing. It's for real. I mean, I see it and it actually makes me really angry when I see commercials with it. You know, greenwashing is defined as disinformation by an organization to present itself as environmentally responsible. And it's, you know, if you do a little research on them, on the company they're interested in, you can find out what their certifications and when when they say what they're about you could probably make a an educated decision if they're for real or not and it's really probably one of the biggest bummers about trying to be more sustainable and finding companies that truly are what they say they are because there's a lot that just do a little or dabble in a little bit of area of it and then aren't really true true to the beliefs that uh, somebody would really want them to be. Maybe you can plant a garden. Springtime is a great time to start or even do something in a community. Garden is always nice too. And definitely swap out the the chemicals and the pesticides. That's a great time to do it if you already have a garden. And then you can support the pollinators. We need the bees so badly. And you can bring plants to your garden that will attract these guys, right? And hummingbirds and bees. That would be something pretty easy to do. Idling your car. I know in the in the winter, people keep the car on so that they can have the heat going. And of course, in the summer, the air conditioning's on. But that idling actually gives off a lot of exhaust. Although, I suppose as we're going into more electric vehicles, that's less of an issue. But for now, it still is. And then even the electric vehicles. Do you know, I mean, we're moving pretty quickly here in California to make a change to all electric and if you have a working running vehicle i always say the greenest thing to do is to hold on to that vehicle the longer you keep your vehicle that's less manufacturing less electronics less chips less all of that and you know if you're not ready to go full electric and you don't have a place to be able to plug in you know that will also have an effect on on what kind of car you get in the future so i always say if you're if your vehicle's in good shape i would hold on to it if you can some easy things you know there's clothing swap parties sustainable fashion obviously a big one one of the bigger polluters and you know and i know not everyone wants to go to a thrift shop although that can be fun but i think the swap parties are really fun because you can bring your clothes that you don't want and all of a sudden you have a brand new wardrobe, which is so cool. There are different take backs you could look for. That'll be a good time to do it for Earth Month and your spring cleaning. You could do a battery take back. I know IKEA takes back batteries, but even if you, you know, search in your area of any kind of take back, and sometimes the city will do something specific for like a household hazardous waste take back. I think in my area, sometimes they do it like twice a year. So you can drop that off so it's just disposed of properly and not just, you know, ending up in the in the regular trash or somehow in our water system. There's also sometimes a national drug take back day. You know, many times you can't just dispose of these pharmaceutical drugs or people pour them down the drain, they end up in our water system. And so, you know, when they test the water, sometimes they they test with all these different types of drugs. So you really want to try and dispose of them properly. Sometimes I've seen a pharmacy that would take them back. But if not, again, it's something that you could look up and see if your city does any kind of national drug take-back day. Something easy to do is to get involved by, you know, even signing petitions that are out there, you know. So I got involved with the trees that I'm trying to save in my neighborhood. And, you know, more and more trees are being cut down in all over the country in different neighborhoods. And if you live within a neighborhood that's cutting down your trees and you don't think that it's happening under proper circumstances or for the right reasons, get involved because I did that. It was really just by accident. It was just, I was watching these trees being taken down and I just got really involved with it. And so it started with me finding and signing a petition and then meeting a whole group, a whole community of people that were looking to save the trees. And right now, Many of them were cut down, but there's a handful left and they've been halted to be cut down. So it can happen and it's a great way to meet a community that you, you know, that you're all on the same page and whatever it is you're trying to save or have your voice be heard. You can support companies that plant trees. Many of them are doing it more and more. Not always the greenest company, sometimes that's part of their greenwashing, but There are many companies that along with your purchase will plant a certain amount of trees um, a year, which is really great because as I'm seeing all these trees being taken down, as I'm talking to people now, we definitely need our trees. We need our canopy cover. It's so important. You know, and the clothing is such a big deal because it's a tough one too, because we went to start using materials like microfibers or recycled plastic bottles that became yarn, but then it has microfibers and they shed. And so it makes it hard. There is an assembly bill, I think it's assembly bill, AB 1628, and it's requiring washing machines to have a built-in microfiber filter, and that can cut microfiber pollution by 90%. Well, that would be really huge uh, because it can be a great material, but it's actually wreaking havoc in our Water system, and we're finding micro fibers and microplastics in our in our water, uh, along with our food system as well. So, that one is a big deal. And you know, finding companies that are really trying to do it right, like Patagonia, is one of my favorites. They're such a great company, and they have a take back program. So. If the item that you've had and worn, you don't want it anymore, you can actually bring it back and get credit towards something new. And then they actually sell those same items to people. As well as when I went on a expedition with a nonprofit, The Five Gyres, they also donate um, many of those worn products to different nonprofits that help them and benefit them in different ways. So they really do so much and they're very transparent in the materials they use, where they source them. They're a company that you can be really proud to support and and wear. And so, and there, there are a few, there's a, obviously a handful of them out there. So I would look for those companies that really support your belief system and are trying to do things differently. Other things you can support are, you know, restaurants now. I see it in California. I'm I'm in Los Angeles. It's not as easy in some other places. You know, takeout, of course, became such big business during COVID as well and continues to move in that direction. And what are the containers that they're using? It's shocking to me that I still receive something in Styrofoam. And it's just not even good for you to have Styrofoam. Hot food in Styrofoam is terrible. And Styrofoam, just never breaks down. I mean, it's around forever and it just breaks down in these little teeny pieces that just cause chaos and are such a horrible polluter. So can you support restaurants that use a different type of container, that use a paper container or a compostable container would be so much better for you. And even plastic, you know, when the food is in hot plastic and that definitely leaches and melts into your food, which is terrible for your body as well. And your endocrine system, it really plays a role in your hormones. And there there is a different way to do it. So either nobody complains about it or lets them know what they could be doing. Now, there's probably a cost. Sure. I'm sure these containers are more expensive, but they're going to be better for you, better for the environment. And if they have to tack on a little bit more to the price of the food, I think it's worth it. And so they might not even know about it unless you mention it to them. So um, that's another way you could support your local restaurants. And really one of the biggest things you can do is food. Our food system you know, really needs help and we have to go past what is even sustainable farming. We need to have regenerative farming that really improves the soil health, can sequester carbon, really increases plant diversity, gives you the nutrition you really need that helps with the the soil and that comes from the soil. And our soil is so deteriorated with all the chemicals, all the pesticides that we put in our soil. So if there's a way that you can eat more organic, or at least, choose the foods that are the most heavily laden with the chemicals and pesticides would make such a huge difference. And, you know, going to a farmer's market, there's many farmer's markets where the people selling their produce are not certified organic. They don't have a USDA certified organic. And I know some people want that and that's just there. They need to see that and know that that's there to believe it's organic. But when you talk to the farmers Many times, well, one, they can't afford it. It's a very expensive certification and sometimes that's not something they can do. And then other times they really don't want to do it because the USDA can then say that they want you to spray something in particular and then you have to do it because it's under that certification. And so sometimes the organic farmers that do it on their own are more organic than what the USDA certification actually gives you. So that's a really interesting uh, piece of information to know. So the food system alone helps so much with so many things, right? It helps you with your health. It helps with our land and our soil. And then can you, you know, be a little more plant-based and eat a little less meat? I'm not saying to go strictly vegan right out the gate if that's not what you're ready to do, but. I think the meat could be more of a condiment and you could eat more vegetables. And I'm definitely not one to say, you know, replace all your meat with the, you know, the different plant-based meats because again, those are also processed. Sometimes they're a good transition for people to get used to things, but really you want to eat whole foods, vegetables, and it could just really have such a big impact on not only your health, but the environment. So it's really win-win for both. You know, and even if you just switch out a couple things in your house, like something as simple as your toothbrush, right? You know, if you throw away your toothbrush every three to four months and it's plastic, that's just more things you're throwing into the landfill that can't be recycled in any way. So can you buy a bamboo toothbrush? Can you um, buy something that can be reused or the head can be removed and reused? So just less being thrown away. I mean, something like that is so simple, right? And makes a difference. Your cleaning products, there's a lot of refillable companies that are out there. There's ones that are using less plastic that are just like laundry sheets versus that come in a cardboard box versus plastic. And you can use, you know, dryer balls instead of dryer sheets that I know have lots of chemicals in them and and are bad for you and, you know, your skin and your clothing as well moving to organic cotton is huge, whether it's in your clothing or in your, even your cotton swabs. You know, I know they have like a reusable cotton swab now, but even if you were to use the cotton swabs, that organic cotton with the cardboard stick versus a plastic stick, those little, those little things make a big difference, something that can actually break down. And cotton is really one of our dirtiest crops. It's a genetically modified crop and They spray so much herbicide and pesticide on it. And what makes it genetically modified is it's grown with the seed that withstands all those heavy pesticides. So that's what you're using. It's just so incredibly bad. It destroys the land, completely destroys the soil. And it's, you know, season after season, it's being sprayed constantly. And you're just having dead land and dead soil and growing a very toxic cotton. So if you can use organic cotton swabs, organic feminine care, huge, huge, huge to be using on and in your body. And then cotton pads, of course. I found organic cotton pads to be a little harder to find, but I did find some. I don't use them very often, but I do have them. It took a a little search to get some, so I don't know if they're easy to find for you out there, but they are out there. Glass storage jars, mason jars are great for everything that you can use as glasses. You can store food. You know, I store all my food in glass containers, whether it's a mason jar or a glass container with a lid versus like a Ziploc plastic bag. And I know uh, in your fridge, sometimes it's more effective because of space, but, you know, again, those plastic bags, those don't get recycled. It just goes in the trash. And the plastic pollution we have is just wreaking havoc on our environment. So you really want to think about the different R's, the reduce, reuse, refuse, and then recycle. So these are just some of the few things that we can do. And these, you know, even if you just pick a couple of them, they'd make such a big difference. It'd be a great way to celebrate Earth Day. I think the biggest way to celebrate is actually to go out into the environment and be outside and outdoors and go to a park or go to the ocean or go to the mountains and really celebrate the beautiful planet that we live on. We really, it's, it's really beautiful. And more than ever, we just need to be out in nature and connecting. And the more you get in tune with it, the more you want to protect it, you know, you want to protect what you love. And so I think that's what Earth Day is all about. So there was a quote that I've seen a couple of times. And it says if it can't be reduced, reused, repaired, rebuilt, refurbished, refinished, resold, recycled, or composted, then it should be restricted, designed, or removed from production. And this is from a man, Pete Seeger. And Pete Seeger was uh, a folk singer. And a social activist, and I highly agree with him. And I think when he says design, he means, you know, design something new that works better for us than what we have. And more and more companies have take-back systems. I see that Nordstrom has a beauty container take-back, so they'll take back all your little makeup bits. And... When you're buying furniture, you know, Facebook marketplace and different outlets, you can repurpose or reuse what's out there. I think all, you know, my furniture, I've had it for a while. I bought my couch on Craigslist, like, I think like 10 years ago. It's a great couch. It's a couch bed too. And it's just, it's great. I, I went, I did, I had the, all the cushions dry cleaned. I didn't realize she had a cat. That part I probably should have asked. I know for next time. I did not know she had a cat and I'm so allergic to cats. And so, yeah, I. but I, I should have thought about having it dry cleaned in the first place, but it was a pretty new couch. And then our dining room table was given to us. I think we took on somebody's little wine fridge. The chair was repurposed from somebody. So we do have furniture that has been in use for a long time. And it's actually nicer than what you can buy now, unless you're buying really, really expensive furniture. But just, you know, the average couch and table and chairs are so expensive and they're not made very well. Anyway, these are just a few things that you can look out for and think about as Earth Month is here. And when you're out there looking to buy something new, whatever it may be, how you can be a little bit more mindful and think and shop with a little more conservation in mind to help mama earth. So I hope you're able to get out there and enjoy spring and enjoy this earth day on April 22nd and really celebrate all the beauty that she brings. So I thank you for listening and we'll have some great interviews coming. I have Marian Kehoe with MK skin studio and she uses all clean beauty products And then there is Dr. Daryl Joffrey coming, um, get off your acid. He is full of information about gut health and health and what you can do. And then we're going to do follow up with the tree. The saving of the Robertson Boulevard trees is in action. So lots more to come with that. And then we'll have a talk with Julie Gerard and... She is one of the co-founders of the Ohio Community Farmers Market. So thank you for listening. And if there's anything that you want to hear or know more about, send me a message on my website at hello at com or a direct message on Instagram. I look forward to hearing from you and thanks so much for listening. Happy Earth Day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to me. You can find me at greenwoodtiffany.com and on Instagram. Till next time, choose to care.